everyone. Welcome to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. Just a couple of great friends trying to crack each other up and hopefully put a smile on your face. I'm Dan, and with me today is my amazing co-host, Emily. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, what's up? Not much. It's It's been a while. Yeah, or, well, it's a been week. a bit, yeah. What's new with you? Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Just working the working life. Same here. Anything going on with your pets? One sounds like she's dying, and... Sorry to y'all that are listening today because my dog just got fixed and so she's home and coming down from her drugs and she's just sad. Yeah, she's a bit whiny. My cat was loving it last night because he was an only child for 24 hours. <laughs> he misses those days, does he? A little bit, I think so. When you got her, did he start acting out like an older sibling, like a human sibling? Um. Kind of. That's kind of like when the humping got worse, <laughs> is the dominating thing is- I don't think we've discussed uh, Bronx's problem on the uh, podcast yet. Okay. So, my cat, he's five years old. We got him fixed when he was, you know, the typical three-month stage. And it was never really a problem before. Like, when we were- before my boyfriend and I lived together, he stayed with him when he lived with his mom. And so, like, the only time Bronx would really do it is if you're wearing, like, a thick sweater or something and you're playing with him and he would bite, like, your wrist area and then, like, crawl over your arm or leg. It was weird and, like, that was really the extent of it. Well, fast forward now, starting, well, it's kind of been a problem since we got her and she's two now and we got her at eight weeks old. But just really in the last few months, it was my sweatpants, my sweaters, Anything that is my clothes, not my boyfriend's, my clothes. And it's ridiculous. But we're what we were talking about with the sweatpants is uh, we were cooking dinner one night and we just heard Bronx make this weird noise. And sorry, I'm not expert at cat sounds, but it was more like a <laughs> sound. You're welcome. And uh, we look over. And this bitch got my sweatpants, my thick black sweatpants, off of my bedroom floor, drug them out to the dining room, and just started going to town on them as we watched. Did he make eye contact? Yes! He stared straight at us, like, fuck you guys. It was the craziest thing. Yeah, definitely make a statement with that one. There she is. Yeah. My poor baby girl. Hopefully he uh, doesn't decide to be like full on toddler and just start drawing in crayon on the walls while you're gone. Don't tempt him. If he does, you need to Instagram that shit. Right? The cat that uses crayons. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? Be the most useful he's ever been. Yeah, he really is kind of useless sometimes, but I love him. Yeah, he's a cool cat. Sometimes. So, uh, anything... Going on in the world that you're excited about? Oh, oh, ah, just released today. You, use your words. <laughs> I, I can't. So, several of my favorite bands today. I saw this. Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer are going on a fucking tour. And I am beyond ecstatic about it. Uh, at least one of those bands I know is not fake. You should know that all three of them are not 
fake. No, I know all three of those. <laughs> no, I, I saw Considering that. Considering one has been making music since you were mm, probably two. But yeah, I saw that on Facebook and immediately I was like, Emily. <laughs> and then I saw you commented on like three or four related posts about it. Well, I tagged one of my friends in it and then we started a tag. And then right after I tagged my best friend in it, my cousin tagged me in it. But, yeah, so you're real excited about that? Yes. How soon is that? Uh, Next August. Huh. Well, um, the Green Day Alone is touring in Europe. And then in June, July, and August is... June, sorry, June is when they're in Europe. And then July and August is when they're on tour with Fall Out Boy and Weezer. Have they announced, like, uh, where they're going? Are they coming yes. to the STL? No. no. That makes me upset. Chicago. But I think Chicago I'm... sucks. Rude. It does. Well, they kind of have to make a pit stop in Chicago because that's Fall Out Boy's hometown. They are from Chicago. Ah. Uh. And uh, no, I'm going to take a mini vacay, I think, to Texas where the friend is that I tagged. And um, we're going to drive to Arlington, which is only 40 minutes from her house. Yeah. Uh, tell you what I'm really excited about. Yeah. I know you're excited about this, too. The latest trailer, I think it's the final trailer, probably, for Jack Ryan, season two, <sighs> November 1st. I can't wait. The first, they actually put a date to it? I think it's November 1st. It's either November 1st or November 11th. It's it's close. I can't wait. Me too. You know, <laughs> here's the thing about Jack Ryan. I've always liked the idea of the character. I mean, when I was growing up, it was, you know, Hunt for October and then the um harrison ford movies patriot games pretty good but they're kind of boring like the idea of a just an analyst who has to be an operative is interesting and then in application in the movies they're not that great <laughs> they made the uh chris pine movie that was pretty yeah good. i like that i thought it was gonna keep going with that series but john krasinski man. he makes that character yes. like he does a very good job at being that character I feel like the TV series format is much more suited to that character because it gives them that opportunity to do the action bits, but also like the slower like parts where he's actually shown being smart and analyzing stuff like that's yeah. his job. I'm sorry. I I'm listening to what you're saying, but will you describe to the listeners these rigged boxes that you made? Okay. So, you know, we're just... You know, a little amateur setup, trying to not echo over each other or get too much of Scotty whining. So I made these little portable recording booths, I guess you could call them. They're basically just like one foot by one foot fabric storage cubes, and they just have acoustic foam inside of them. Uh, they seem to be working pretty well. Yeah. Makes it a little harder to see each other. So <laughs> instead of getting full facial reactions, we're just looking at each other over these cubes and... Or like Mr. Wilson and Home Improvement. Yes. So, like, I don't know if anybody heard me chuckle to myself because I'm looking at Dan. Like, I'm trying to be good and, like, make eye contact. And um, I just see him talking. But, like, when he's talking, his, you know, your body moves when you talk sometimes. And it's just, like, barely over the tip of the nose. And it's, it's pretty good. That eh, seems to be working, though. Looks like we're getting some good audio. But yeah, I'm so excited for Jack Ryan and super excited that Numi Rapace is in it. Do you know who she is? Maybe if I saw her face. Uh, I'm better at faces than yes. I am names. 
She was in the original Swedish version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which mm. I love. I love both versions, Swedish and American, but she owns that role and she hasn't been in nearly enough American films. So I'm I just so like Daniel excited. Craig. I'm going to be sad when he's not James Bond anymore. I think it's still going to be a while. I mean, they're still, they haven't even released the last one, but we'll save that conversation for another time. What else you got that you're excited about? I'm learning a new language. What are you learning? German. I tried to learn German. It was difficult. It really isn't, though. Well, maybe it was just what I was using, but it was, I guess there's feminine and masculine versions of words that you have to mm -hmm. change. That That was confusing me. Um, well, I'm actually non-spawn, but using the uh, app Duolingo. Yeah, I've used that. And it breaks it down really well. I took Spanish in high school and it came kind of easy, but like conjugating was so hard for me. But um, I'm learning. Basically, all that I've learned is I am a boy. I am a girl. I am a man. I am a woman. Water and bread. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I'm thinking about now is... He was a boy. She was a girl. <laughs> Can I make, make it more, more obvious? More obvious? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's another kind of running joke between Italy and I. Like, I have very eclectic music tastes, and my phone music will go from lots of rap to like Frank Sinatra, and then just randomly like lots of Avril Lavigne for no real reason. You have an obsession with her. What can I say? I had a crush on her in high school, okay? I think everybody did. Did we get to what else you were excited about? Oh, you're learning German. I'm learning German. Yes. And Is there I've any also... real reason? No, just huh? because. Um, I have a friend that took it in college, and English is a Germanic language anyways, and so it's very similar and so it does come easy but i've also decided to set myself up to learn czech because i am czech in my heritage and so i think it'd be really cool to learn that yeah that'd be well, cool i don't know if there's a difference between the czech language and the slovak because my great grandma is well when the country was merged as czechoslovakia her parents didn't speak english they spoke slovak and that's what they called it then so I don't know if there there's not really much of a difference. They just say a few things differently and how they say certain things. So I could use it to my advantage. Yeah, I keep thinking about learning another language. A few years ago, I was trying to learn Swedish, but it's so time consuming. And the geek in me wants to learn Klingon. Oh, and then <laughs> um, can I just tell you that they have that on there? I know. Yeah, every time I think, you know. I'm going to be like a super Star Trek fan and learn Klingon. Then I think it takes so much time to learn a language. Why would I use that time learning a fake language when I could <laughs> learn something that might at least be useful and like possibly help me get a job? Yeah. Like I said, I'm just doing it for fun and German is the closest that you can get to English. So I might have to start learning German and Duolingo too, just so we can yell at each other in angry German accents. Uh, I was sitting there thinking the other day because I can yell at people that you are being a child. <laughs> I used to know how to say your mother has a flat forehead in Klingon. <laughs> it's the only Klingon I ever learned. But like what's fun about German is that you sound so angry and you're not. That's what I love about it. I might just stop at, you know, I'm a boy and just angrily shout that at people. Uh, oh boy. It is. I've been Einjung. I'll have to remember that and just angrily yell it at people. I'll be an old man in a nursing home. 
<laughs> Waving my cane. <laughs> I've been on young. I've been on young. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's just a couple more things I'm excited about. It just came out. Yes. Oh, I can't kills me that i have to wait a few more days just to have the time to see it chapter two but it's super exciting speaking of it i found it in the five dollar bin and found what oh the original original what i'm gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) kidding don't take that to heart people but he might get punched later uh the last thing i'm excited about have you seen anything about this new game that just came out greedfall no, I thought you were going to say something about, um, you know, Until Dawn. Yeah. The creators of that put out a new game, and I was watching some gameplay of it, and it is creepy. Now, this game, uh, Greedfall, I'm talking about, it looks cool. It looks kind of like your standard fantasy RPG, like Skyrim, maybe a little bit like The Witcher, but like with a black flag filter on it like hmm. it's got pirates and like swordplay too but it still has magic attacks it, oh you had apparently you have to use like diplomacy and stuff and it it looks pretty cool i have no time to play it though speaking of witcher sidetracking on that one the tv show is coming out pretty soon I on netflix wait. i'm gonna have to get netflix again here's how i handle all the streaming services i don't subscribe don't? well i don't subscribe to all of them at one time I watch what I want to watch, binge it, and then when I'm done or if something is coming out on a different service, I cancel one existing service. Like right now, I'll have to cancel Hulu, and then I'll switch to Netflix for a while. And usually, I get like a free month when I do it. <laughs> Most recently, I I subscribed to Netflix for only a month when Stranger Things 3 came out, and I got that month for free, and then I canceled, and I didn't have to pay anything to watch Stranger Things 3. That's how you do it, folks. But yeah, that's... You know what? Just out of random, Netflix owners are going to like hear this and like, fuck this guy over. <laughs> Netflix stock is just going to tank. We don't know why. Somebody just let out our secret. Like, you can get a free month and then cancel. <laughs> I did that with Audible once. I, I had a long Audible membership and i wasn't using it so i decided to cancel and they did that thing where if you don't cancel now we'll give you a free month and so i took the free month and canceled at the end of that free month and then they tried it again if you don't cancel now we'll give you like two free credits for audiobooks you know that kind of sucks like I pay all that money to subscribe to Amazon for a year, and you have to pay for Audible. <laughs> yeah, it does. That, I feel like that should be included with Prime. But when I used those two credits, I downloaded that audiobook, and then I still canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick move. Hey, they didn't say I couldn't. You're right. In fact, they said they're mine to keep whether I kept the service or not. And I didn't keep it. Audible's one of those things I keep signing up for and then realizing, oh, yeah, this is why I canceled it the last time because I never have time to listen to these audiobooks. <laughs> All right. You want to move on to news? Yeah. I've got some really interesting ones. My first one that I have written down is NFL season just kicked off, you mm-hmm. know. And so the first game to kick off the night was Packers and Bears. And I guess during that game, whichever station it was on, I can't remember, their microphones 
picked up two people. It, they don't know who, if it was like players or if it was somebody in the crowd, go, I've never had a finger in my butt before. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> they caught that on audio. Did that go out like broadcast TV? Yes. Oh, it's amazing. I've never had a finger in my butt before. Uh, I'm going to need that. <laughs> that. That's going in the intro to the show from now on. It's just going to be <laughs> the start of the show is going to be a, a clip of Emily saying, I've never had a finger in my butt before. <laughs> no, I have not. Putting that one out there. <laughs> what else you got? Um, so, have you, did you see that Tool put out a new album? No. So, all you, like, 90s fans out there, Tool's back, bitches. And they released an album on the 31st of August. And in their first week, they dethroned Taylor Swift for number one spot within days. And so, people who are, like, Taylor Swift fans, you know, they're a bunch of, like, teenagers. They uh, were talking about... This new, new, quote unquote, new band Tool taking over the number one spot. <laughs> um, Tool's been around for about 20 years. Oh, that reminds me of, wasn't, was it Kanye a year or two ago had some song with Paul McCartney and people were like, have you heard this new guy, Paul McCartney? <gasps> that happened with, um, just recently as well, Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone put a song out with somebody else. I don't know, rappers. Oh, Travis Scott. That's who it is. And people don't know who Ozzy Osbourne is. And Ozzy's been around for 80 years. 40 years. Solo and Black Sabbath. So Some people are just completely clueless. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? The headline reads, after hours-long standoff at West Jordan home, police determine individual, not home. So in, in Utah, there was a stabbing, but they knew who did it. So the police showed up with a SWAT team to the guy's house to, you know, just bring him into custody. Like, the guy's dangerous. We'll just take care of this right now. Swarm his house. But they didn't want to rush in, so they waited outside of his house trying to negotiate with him. And eventually, like, you know what? I don't think he's home. It would be funny if that guy was on his way home. He's like, man, there's a lot of cops surrounding my house. I'm just going to turn around. Or, you know, it's like one of those, like, comedy things where the guy, like, walks up behind, like, the chief and, like, taps him really like, hey, man, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah, another one? Yeah, I do. This one, I love the ingenuity of this guy, and it also tells me that in Japan, they do not have very stringent checks on work references. Mm-hmm. Here's the headline. Convenience store worker reportedly kept robbing shops on his first day on the job. So this guy in Japan has allegedly stolen almost $100,000 by starting jobs, stealing as much money from the register, customers, and safe as he possibly can on the first date and then quitting. He's done it at least 30 times and he was able to steal $12,000 in one shift. Are you serious? How do you hire someone and immediately give them access to that much money? Yeah, that blows my mind too because <laughs> knowing, I mean, I haven't had many jobs, but especially with the job that I have now, I sat in 
watched people for a straight week. The fact that he's gained access to company safes on the first day. And how's he getting hired? You know, <laughs> he applies for a job. And like, do you have any references? Um, I'd rather you didn't call anybody. I kind of left on bad terms. How bad terms? Well, I emptied out every cash drawer and safe in the business before I left. Oh, and that was my first day. <laughs> All right, you're hired. You got anything else? Since we were talking about it, chapter two, did you hear that parents were getting pissed because, well, this article says a billboard was deemed too scary for their children. I'm like, it's a scary movie. There has been one remake and an original made in the 70s? Uh, 70s was, or 80s? It was like late 80s, early 90s. Okay, 80s. And you're just now determining that it's too scary for audiences? Is it? Like you said, it was a billboard that they were noticing. Parents in Brisbane, Australia, filed complaints about the blockbuster horrors ad campaign throughout the city. The ad campaign features billboards throughout the town showing Pennywise. And this mom decided to file a complaint that it was too scary for people and children. If you want to see it, here's the picture. And it's literally the wow, movie poster. That, that's it's not seriously very... literally the movie poster of the Pennywise smile in his yeah, eyes. That's not very scary. If it was scary, I would see the point. We're going to have to put that picture in the show notes so people can see how stupid this complaint is. But I remember when I was a kid, I've never seen any of the child's play movies. Chucky has always freaked me out. And I oh, remember, hell yeah. I remember being terrified of just the TV commercials. So I get it. Like there should be limits on what can be advertised, but that is literally just a picture of Pennywise's face. And the fact that that is the like, okay, so the movie poster for the first one was Georgie standing. The you see the back of Georgie with the balloon. Well, the movie poster for Chapter Two is it's a white canvas and it's. Uh, Bill Skargar's eyes and it's the smile and it like you know it curls all the way up his face almost and it's just him smiling and there's a little blood coming out of his mouth but like it's just his it's not even like his entire head it's a white canvas with some eyes and a mouth yeah that's pretty ridiculous yeah, uh, I have one more so do I okay you go Okay, so I don't know how many people are familiar with this and I don't know if you're familiar do you know the ceramic porcelain statues precious moments yes have you ever been to the precious moments museum that sounds terrifying it's not but go on <laughs> um so there's an artist out there who redesigns them into scary dolls <laughs> okay and they're really cool. Like, I'm looking at a mummy right now, and they turned a nun into a devil, a zombie. Like, these are really cool looking, but they're also a little fucked up because, like, precious moments are little children yeah. and... <laughs> Childlike angels and stuff. Yeah. Here, I'll just show you this one. We'll put the link in the description. But these are children with a troll head. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Let me describe this to people. It's imagine, you know, your typical like precious moments children, but their faces are grotesque. They look super old and like zombified. And between them, they're holding a decapitated head. And for whoever is wanting to buy it, it looks like the seller has it for $80. 
I'm tempted to buy that for $80. Props to um, this uh, Instagram account name is called Precious Mutator, if you guys want to look them up. I had a very religious upbringing. Yeah. And every few years, we'd be driving through Missouri, and I forget where it is. It might be Springfield, Missouri. They have this Precious Moments attraction. And as a kid, I remember just being mesmerized by it because they would have, as far as I remember, life-size versions of like precious moments angels and stuff side note it'd just be fun to just push them over and just watch them break (laughs) but that's just the child in me i'm pretty sure they were like resin but ah and i think they even had like an island and like a little precious moment guy like in a boat going out to island or something i have very fond memories though even though i'm not that religious anymore you know i i remember going there and thinking it was cool all i can think about is a bowl in a china shop (laughs) How fun. Zombieland. Yes. The scene where they go into the gift shop and they're just destroying shit. Oh, that would yes. be amazing. My last story. Headline is Alabama school removes bathroom stall doors to stop students from vaping. Apparently, the only solution they have to stop these kids from vaping, even though kids have been smoking in high school for God knows how long, is taking the doors off the stalls. Only in the boys' rooms, though. Because apparently women don't vape at all. But can you imagine? Like, One, I want to know. Okay, I understand everybody poops, but I'm just surprised that there's bathroom stall doors and boys' bathrooms anyways. Can you imagine how awkward that would be? Like, you just try to take a dump and somebody walks in and you're like, sup, dude? <laughs> it makes me think of there is a, oh, it's um, it's either Family Guy or it's Cleveland Show. And there's no bathroom stalls on the door. Oh, it's uh, Family Guy because Chris Griffin becomes the bathroom stall door when people are taking a dump. Oh. <laughs> he was just, he was standing there in the bath- boys' bathroom and um, just happened to be blocking the door. And, you know, like popular kids were talking about like, hey, fatty, get out of the way. And they're like, oh, wait, no, come back here. And then they just go in and do their dump. And he's like, hey, man, thanks. I walk into a bathroom. There's no doors. I'm, I walk back out. Like, I'll just shit my pants. <laughs> It'd be more, it'd be less awkward to walk around with brown shit stains than to make eye contact with somebody while I'm taking a dump. You treat it like a urinal and you just stand at the toilet and just shit on the floor because that's what sounds like it's going to happen. All right. You got any serious news to talk about? I do. And hopefully you got some too. So... I want to take a moment here and talk about something I think is kind of not only being a woman, but like kind of something that needs to be talked about by everybody. And that is pay gap in not only professional sport, but I think in everyday life, too. But what's really been in the headlines lately has been um, sports and just seeing Especially what brought it to light was the women just and the women's soccer team just dominating the competition and knowing that their difference in pay from the men who just sucked this year, that the men were getting paid almost what double or triple and just pay for losing. But the women who slaughtered the competition were getting shit. They're getting paid but compared to their male counterparts, wasn't even close to what they were making. Why don't you give your opinion? Because 
I definitely have opinions, but obviously you're the woman in the room, so you you have more of a direct view of it, whereas yeah. I'm just kind of like an outsider looking in. Yeah. So I've played sports, but I'm, I'll never get to professional level. But also being a woman in the working society, knowing I won't ever probably make as much as somebody who I'm probably working with, especially in my line of business, and I don't want to like go in depth about what I yeah, do. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> and I mean, I am, I guess you would call low man on totem pole because it is, a con- I mean, would be considered a new employee still, even though I've been there a year and a half. But if you would take somebody that is in a higher up position, they probably aren't making as much as somebody that is higher than them or even in the same position. But um, going back to like the sports, especially, it's kind of sad to see somebody who works just as hard and putting in just as many hours to make it to the top profession there and knowing that they're not getting pay like they should compared you know to the men's team especially knowing how many world cups they have won especially in a row and still not making the money they should be Mm -hmm. and i wish i could get figures right now because i would make it a lot we ain't Better. that professional. Yeah, no. But um, seeing how many women there are who are just prevailing at what they do and um, not getting the compensation, like um, the Williams sisters, they have mega titles and they have been playing for a very long time, but even they're still in the gap to some of the men that also play tennis. I have to see it. They're still making money off of this, but knowing the difference between the two is still at an extreme because what is it that for every dollar that a male makes, it's 80, it's, a woman yeah, makes 80 cents. Like 80 cents, yeah. And I can't, personally can't complain too much because getting a little, getting a little touchy here is I'm a white working woman, but knowing that the But there again, I'm still a woman, not getting paid as much as probably a counterpart, but also people who are of color, especially in sports, are still not making what a white man is making. Yeah, which is strange because not to be like any racial about it, but when you think of like usually the people that are at the peak of sports. Yeah. I don't generally think of white people as the most athletic. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, the sports superstar was Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. I remember him doing commercials with Larry Bird. I'm like, who's that? (laughs) Michael Jordan was this huge star. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just kind of went on a weird tangent there. But yeah. No, I know what you mean by that. But like... I don't think it's fair, especially in 2019, that we have to fight for that. Well, and you would think, especially in sports, it would be the best quality. Yeah, the best athletes are getting the highest pay. No. And, I mean, it should be anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, it's okay if I weigh in here on just the general pay gap thing. Yeah. Being a man, it's hard for me to see these things just like... Anytime people talk about systemic racism, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a white male, so yeah. obviously, like, I'm not like super you're not advantaged. Looking, you're not but, looking at it like some yeah, other people I don't, are. 
I don't necessarily notice the inequity because mm-hmm. I, I don't experience it. Yeah. At the same time, equal pay and equal work, it's such a hard thing for me to like wrap my mind around measuring because even if you have two people, it doesn't matter if you have color, gender, whatever, mm-hmm. any two people to measure what is what exactly is equal work yeah. and like equal pay, like there's so many different variables to take into account. Like, did they start at the same time? Mm-hmm. Are they both producing the exact same amount of widgets? <laughs> and can they both do it just as quickly? What I want to see, and this is very idealistic, is and naive. To me, it shouldn't matter. Like, it should be blind, you know, color, gender. The best worker who's been there the longest, like, it should just be, you know, this mathematical formula, like, you've been here X amount of time and you're putting out the work, you Mm -hmm. should be getting the pay. It shouldn't matter. And that also kind of, to me, works in the way, like, even if somebody's been there longer, if they're, if you are trying to put in the work, and I understand, like, the seniority rule, that, I I believe in that too, but if you're going to put the work in, but I also kind of see the, like, I do understand that I am built different than maybe a man. Like, I know I'm not as strong as um, somebody who is my age and size. Like, I'm not a strong person. And so, like, that, like, manual labor, I can understand. But, like, I'm a very hand, like, I like hands-on. But, like, I work with computers all day. And um, maybe somebody in that setting, if they're going to put in that amount of time and effort working in whatever kind of business is, like, tech, if you're going to put in um, just as much, just as much i think there should be some lean like leeway there like oh you can do this like you're saying like you can do this in this amount of time then like i want to see you prevail and i mean yeah and you know when we worked together it was very obvious you know there's there was a physical side to the job Mm -hmm. and then there was a technical side to the job yeah that involved you know having to really know computers and I would wager, you know, at times you knew more on the computer side than me, but I might have had to work harder on a given day just physically. How do you determine which of those is worth more money? Yeah. Like both of those have value. It's it's so hard. And you know, to relate this back to the sports thing and even broader entertainment, like you see the pay gap in actors and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's also, I think, especially actors and in the sports world there's also that added variable of how much draw do you have mm-hmm. and i would say the women that just won the world cup right now they're probably a bigger draw than the men i mean soccer's still not it's I mean, not as popular yeah, as got, a sport yeah it's got a lot of fans in the u.s but it's not one of the most popular sports. So I it's could not see like football. Yeah, ranked. I could see in a, a pay difference between the women's soccer players and the NFL players. Oh, yeah. And the same way in acting. <laughs> there was a couple years ago, the movie where, who was it? I want to say it was Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams, I believe, were in a movie together. And he got paid. I think he did less 
work, but got paid so much more than her. Because it's Mark Wahlberg. Yes. He's a bigger draw. And if I recall correctly, they had the same agent. So if she has a complaint, the person she should be going to should be the person that negotiated the deals for both of them. Yeah. And he negotiated himself a bigger, better pay. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Like, you get the best deal you can for yourself. Yeah. Arguably, like, you put his name on a movie poster and her name on a movie poster, he's going to put more butts in seats. Yeah. That's almost, that's sad and good at the same time, like, you know, but if she's not as, like, Mark Wahlberg has been in this quite long, and I can't think of who Michelle Williams is at this moment, and yeah. I, but, um, and sometimes that's, that's it right there. Yeah. Entertainment, sports, part of it's not just what you're doing. Yeah. You are the product. Mm-hmm. Do you know the movie Crazy Rich Asians? I'm aware of it. I never saw it. I haven't seen it either. I know that it turned out brilliant so the two co-creators is a white man and an asian woman he got paid let's see here i think it was like a what was it because it was a huge difference like she found out how much he got paid and i know it was over a million dollars just for making it and she got somewhere in like the eight seven or eight hundreds and when she found out they were in the works for making a sequel and she dropped out of the sequel because she's like, I'm putting just as much of my time and effort into making an Asian movie mm-hmm. as you are. And so she dropped out. She's like, if I'm not, if this is my movie. If I'm not getting paid to make my movie, especially about her specific culture too. That's where I see is kind of a little fucky. Yeah. I think it still comes down to how they negotiated their deals. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't negotiate them together. So I'd say his agent probably negotiated a lot better for him. But, uh, but yeah, have we said all we have to really say about the pay gap? I think so. Okay. Here's one. Indian woman gives birth to twins at age 73. How do you feel? What? Yeah. How do you feel about people having children that old to me uh, you could argue okay did they come out healthy as far as i know that's incredible that a seven-year-old woman not only didn't die during labor but produced hopefully healthy children because of the degeneration rate of a woman after 40 yes and getting pregnant and the risks that they just run as soon as they even in their late 30s, mm. a risk a woman has in getting pregnant at all at that age, but let alone 70? Yeah. How do you feel about people becoming parents at that age? Like, on the one hand... They gonna die before you're 10. Yeah. yeah the Obviously, if they don't give birth, that child's never gonna know life anyway. Yeah. But it feels really selfish to me. To knowingly have a child that you know you're not going to be around that long for. To know that maybe by the time they're a late teenager, they're going to have to take care of you. Yeah. So, in the context of this story, was there any specific reason why she gave birth? Besides, like, did her and her husband plan on this? Or was it like... As far as I know, I can't imagine it was an accident. I imagine it was probably helped along by medical science. 
Yes. I was going to say the fact alone that at 70, a woman should already be done and through menopause. Mm. Just what? I can't get over this right now. Yeah. It it just feels very selfish to me to know that when your kids are teenagers, they're probably going to be having to like change your, you. yeah, change your diapers or dealing with, yeah, that trauma of burying their parent and early age. And I mean, like even, I mean, you can die whenever. Like, let's just throw that out there. Like, death is inevitable at any moment in life. But, like, if you are fully having a child at 70 and knowing, like, one, you could die, like I said, during childbirth, how many more years are you going to live? And how many of those years is your child actually going to see you? Yeah. And there's between parents of any age and children, there's always that generational difference, like, Everybody sees the world differently. But when you're talking a difference of two or three generations. Yeah. How can you even like be anywhere close to the same? Like, I feel like they're so out of touch with modern culture that like trying to raise a child into the modern world. Yeah. Would be difficult. Plus, you know, your teenage years and the 20s. I don't think enough emphasis is put on like how much you grow in your 20s oh yeah and not having that or potentially not having that healthy adult influence on you in your 20s that's i just feel really bad anytime i see kids like this it's it's a little better when you see it for like rock stars i mean because at least they have the money Money. to like help them along but still like like mick jagger having his like 13th kid at 75 yeah and i feel bad for those kids still because you need your parents. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, unlike an even sadder note, is like people who can't have kids uh, that are just trying so hard to have a kid see that, like, why at 70 can they have a baby, but I can't? Hmm. Okay. Moving on to something a little lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a, I think we had a good discussion today. Yeah. You want to talk about video games? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we have been playing on talking about our favorite old school video games. Getting nostalgic in this bitch. Yes. I, we didn't really define a cutoff. For me, internally, it was around like PlayStation 2, GameCube era. I got one a little older. Well, I mean, that that was the most recent I was willing to consider. Oh. Mmm. <laughs> You go ahead and do all of yours. Oh, all of mine. Yeah, go ahead and do all of yours, and then I'll do all of mine. My first one is the granddaddy of all the Pokemon games, Pokemon Red and Blue. I don't know if, because Pokemon Yellow. Pokemon Yellow was just Pokemon Red and Blue with Pikachu. Take that back. You know also is really good is Crystal and Gold. See, I never played that. Red and Blue was what I started with and what I ended with <laughs> because okay I had a bad I had a bad uh, experience with Pokemon Red and Blue I, I had both of them and I was trading Pokemon in between because there was exclusive Pokemon to each game and I finished like the quest and I was just trying to collect them all it's what you do you gotta collect them all gotta catch up <sighs> and my brother came to visit while I was at school and decided, you know what, I'm going to start a new game. <gasps> well, apparently, you can't have more than one 
save game on Pokemon Red and Blue. So I came home from school and all my progress was lost. And that was the last I ever played Pokemon How Red and Blue. Shitty. See, I, I never. I was devastated. I was probably like seventh or eighth grade, but I was just. I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I knew I couldn't go back and like put in all that time again. See, okay. I also. I got my game, Game Boy, for my brother. And so it was a Game Boy Color, and it had the magnetic light not the not the magnetic the magnifying lighted yeah, screen I and i had yellow red gold and crystal i didn't have blue and i don't know why but i, I think i still have blue even though i haven't played it i still have my game boy <laughs> well it's a second game boy that i got because my mom i had a pikachu it was like purple and green had pikachu on the front of it and it was a over the shoulder just like carrying case and my mom sold it she said that i gave her permission <laughs> and i don't ever remember her saying telling her yeah go ahead because it had like yellow is so hard to come by now yeah and like i had so much progress in that freaking game and so now i have to buy a whole new light and magnifying thing because i still i have another game boy now i got it from yeah an ex-boyfriend, if you want to call him boyfriend. <laughs> but he just, he was like, I don't play this anymore. Do you want to? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Who's going to turn down getting a Game Boy? Yeah. A Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was just so mad. That's a special type of heartbreak is losing a save game. Uh, My heart breaks for you. Yeah. Oh, man. My next one, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. Yes. I know that game. Like the back of my hand. I played it for so That's many the hours. That's you could get Yoshi in, wasn't it? Yes. And the thing is, I can go years without playing it. Somebody puts a controller in my hand and tells me to play that. I will sit and finish that game and find all the secret worlds and all the hidden items. I just know that game so well because I just spent that's so that's many hours. That's absolutely incredible. One of my friends is probably listening to this now and he remembers a night that we got a whole group of friends together and we we're just going to play that game and like try to finish it over the night. And people just kept dying and dying and going through lives. And we were, every time you run out of lives, we just switched person out. It got to the point where nobody was switching out with me because they needed me to stay in the game to keep collecting extra lives so I could like bring the second player back to life. That's sad. And it became a running joke that. I was like Super Mario Special Forces because I just, I was tearing through that game. I just know it so well. One that's seven is also like incredible how good you are at that game. Do you still have a Super Nintendo? No. I had it on the Wii, but I don't even have my Wii anymore. My last one. Another game. I can't say I know it quite as well, but I put a lot of hours in this game. Uh, huh. let me, let me guess this one. Okay. Saints Row Three. No, that's that's a more recent game. I'll I'll narrow it down for you. Nintendo sixty four. Mm, Mega Man. No, but Mega Man is an honorable mention for me. Sweet, because I put a bonus one in there too. Yeah, uh, the original Mega Man for Mega Man Two for Nintendo. Oh man. Um, sixty four. Yep. 
007? Yes. GoldenEye. GoldenEye 64. Bronx, come on, bud. So, for those of you listening right now, Bronx, Emily's cat, has jumped up on the table. He's in between our two little portable recording booths, just rubbing against them. So, if you guys hear, like, any kind of noise coming from one of the microphones, that's probably mine. <laughs> now he's just playing <laughs> with cords. So, you saw uh, that, too? Yeah. Brock, stop being a dick. I know you have a dick on your face, but stop being a dick. <laughs> but, yes, GoldenEye 64. That game is so much fun. Single player is amazing. The multiplayer, that's one thing I miss so much. You know, There's obviously online multiplayer these days. Yeah. But I miss the days of sitting on the couch with a few friends and playing all on a split screen and your TV's maybe two feet wide. And so you're all squinting to see your section of a screen that's been split into four parts. But so much fun. Okay. Speaking of little TVs, do you remember when flat, well, I hope you do, when flat screen started becoming like a thing and it was literally like instead of like the bubble glass, it was a flat screen, but it still had the big ass on the back. Yeah, that was about my 30th birthday. Okay. I'm not that old, but. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, are you lost in your fuzzy mind, old man? Anyway, go on. Oh, no, that was just it. Yeah. It was just talking about when, because flat screen, because like we we got our first quote unquote flat screen when I was maybe 10 and it was this massive ass TV. It had, it lasted over 10 years too. It had the big ass back on it. Yes. <laughs> it was like it a was, cabinet. Yeah. And it sat on a cabinet. Yeah. And it was flat screen. That TV was fucking awesome. Do you remember the days of hooking a video game console up to a TV required, like, adapters to go from, like, you had to get from the red, yellow, white cables to the coax on the back of an old TV. The Sega Genesis. Yeah. And your parents are just like, okay, you got to figure this out because I don't. But... Did you ever play GoldenEye? No, I didn't. Oh, man, that game I was... didn't. We didn't own that one. I still own it, and I will play it from time to time, even though it'll make my eyes bleed how bad the graphics are now. But it's just so amazing. And anybody who's ever played the multiplayer on that game will remember you had to have special rules in your friend group of, okay, no looking at each other's screens to see where you're at on the map, or nobody gets to be odd job because he was about you know, half the height of every other character. <laughs> so you, yeah. you just to kill him, you always had to be aiming downward. Uh, going through like hooking up, I like when I started playing video games, you had to hook it to the TV and then it wasn't any input, like pressing the input button. You actually had to find the TV station yeah. channel. Yep. Uh, why don't we talk about your games? Um. So mine are Driver for PC. I loved that game. I have very limited experience with it, but that was my first experience with anything even approaching Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Yeah. I was probably like eight when my brother had it. And so playing it on the dinosaur computer that we had, mm -hmm. like the only thing I like just absolutely remember is like the the one that we had, it, we came out of a parking garage and I'd slam through the railing and I'd do something and then immediately get busted. Yeah. 
My second one okay. is Mario Party 64. I never played a whole lot of Mario Party, but I've had some fun playing Mario Party. I'm pretty sure there's still holes in my palms from... <laughs> trying to do that the joystick, joystick whatever really quick. it was. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was, that was such a common mechanic for the Nintendo 64. My cousin and I literally built calluses to play this game. I wore a hole in my hand playing some other game on Nintendo 64. Oh, and then like you would bust open the callus... When it was still tender, oh. and then you would like, ah, I can't. Let, I'm I'm right handed, and so is she. Mm-hmm. And so doing anything left handed just fucking sucked. Yeah. My third one, mm-hmm. and this one is so underrated: Super Mario Brothers Two for the Nintendo. I'm yeah, I like that game too. There's a lot of people that hate it. I don't think I've ever finished. Super I don't Mario think I've 2. ever finished either, but it was so it's underrated. An interesting game. Did you know that started out as a different game? No. The reason that game looks so weird is they just changed, like, the character animations. And that's why it plays differently, too. Like, they just put in the Mario characters. Like, because, like, when you jump, it was, like, their feet would flutter instead of, like, you know, they're just kicked. Yeah, it was originally a different game, and they just switched it up and put Mario in there, like, real, just an easy fix. And, like, hey, we got another Mario game. Mario. (laughs) No idea. Mario Brothers 3. See, that one's so popular. Yeah. I love that game to death, but Super Mario Brothers too. I used to love just the mechanic of, you know, there was the bad guys that would shoot the eggs. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And then you had to jump up, land on the egg, grab it out of the midair, and throw it back at them. Yes. That was fun. It was. Challenging, but fun. And I have one honorable mention I'll mention real quick. Any Sonic for Sega Genesis. Yeah. Sonic 1, 2, Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles was my favorite. I have very good memories of Sonic. It was so much of like reflex and timing. Yeah, that was I a could fun. fuck that game up. Like, not like bad, but like I played Sonic and Knuckles so much. I knew like it was like the Super Nintendo Mario. I knew that game like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And playing the mini games in it was so much fun. <laughs> I don't remember any mini games, but yeah, it was definitely fun. You ready for some Urban Dictionary? I am. Oh, did you make any? I did. I figured, you know, we'd go back and forth and, you know, try to guess. So, Urban Dictionary word of the day is coming up, people. (laughs) Get excited. I have quite a few, so I'm going to have to pick here. Okay. What does four pixel fox mean? Is it some kind of porn thing? Nope. Four pixel fox? Yep. Does it have anything to do with a fox? Um, an animal fox. N- not a literal fox, no. A woman fox? Like Yeah, you can get in there. Like a woman dressed up as a fox? Nope. So it's just a hot woman? You would think so, but no. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite. You know how four pixels would look like shit graphics? Uh, yeah. Okay. So the definition of a four pixel fox is a foxy lady who looks great from afar but not close up. Oh, no. <laughs> Closer you get, you're like, ooh. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> I saw this on Cops. Oh, no. <laughs> uh... All right, you go. Mine's terrible. Oh, I've got a couple terrible ones, but I thought that one was just funny. <laughs> and it tied into the video game talk. Oh, true. What does girthquake mean? Girthquake. Yes. Mm. Not a whiny dog. <laughs> is it when a man is so big that 
It causes like an extra powerful orgasm. I don't know. No. When the ground starts shaking from the effect of an obese person walking. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's horrible. I told you. It just made me laugh, though, when I read it. Okay. Pikachu. (sighs) I almost clicked on this one, too. (laughs) I'm sure it has nothing to do with Pikachu. Um, There's definitely an inspiration behind. Is it somebody saying they're going to get a peek at you? Nope. Oh. Um. Does it have anything to do with the aesthetic of Pikachu? Like. It has to do with his power. Does it have to deal with the male genitalia? Nope. Oh, nope. thank God. It's not sexual in any way. Oh, thank God. I thought this was going to get real <laughs> fucking weird. No, it has to do with plugging an extension cord in the outlet and then you go and shock somebody in the genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's your lightning bolt tail right there. Oh my god! Did you okay? Did you ever no. watch Tosh Point oh? Yes. Okay. Was that the actual definition? No. That, oh, that was just me being ridiculous. Okay. Well, side note: you watched Tosh Point oh? Yeah. Well, there was a video that he put up on there because you know he just picked funny videos, mm-hmm. and it was a segment where this guy wrapped his dick in tinfoil and stuck it in an outlet. Ooh, man, that's. <laughs> Man, no. Okay. Yeah. So, the definition for Pikachu is something that cops should yell when tasing someone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, as a uh, illustration, <gasps> dude, don't tase me, bro. Cop, Pikachu, Pikachu game, fifty XP. <laughs> I would. That would make me want to become a cop. Yeah, I could not be a cop. I would do stupid shit like that. You would abuse your power? Yes, absolutely. Oh, no. I just want to see it. (laughs) I really just want to see it play out, whether it's a skit or real life. (laughs) Cheese dick. (laughs) That does not sound appealing or non-disgusting in any way. (laughs) Um... Is it one that's been sliced up into wedges? No, that'd be terrifying. Yes, it would. I mean, this is this definition is still terrifying, but that um, is just... Is it when you've used it so much that it looks shredded? <laughs> the look on your face right now. That's good, though, but no. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Does it involve the smell? So, it's when you don't wash your dick that often, <laughs> and it becomes a breeding ground for smegma. Oh, no. Uh, yes. Let, let me just, let me just get this up again. Okay. Have you heard about the women that harvest their own genital bacteria for culturing yogurt? I actually have. That is horrifying to me. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, so it reads, a person who does not wash his penis often and so provides a breeding ground for smegma-loving bacteria, hence the cheese. I think I like my definition better. <laughs> as horrifying as it is. Okay. My final one. The Augusta. Mm-hmm. It's related to golf. Um, I hope it's not like putting golf pl- pl- putts in like places. Nope. 
Uh, is it somebody who just can't play golf? Nope. It's you were closer with the first one. Oh, it's definitely you know offensively sexual. Is something having to do with doing it on a golf course? Oh, you're getting closer. You give up a little bit. Okay. When your girl is giving you a blowjob while you watch the Masters, and just before you finish in her mouth, you pull out and yell four and come in her hair. <laughs> That's awesome. That's terrible. But that that is I think that perfectly illustrates the urban dictionary. That really does. It's so ridiculous and so many of those things like that no one has ever done and if they did, it was the last time they did it with that person cuz they got slapped and told to get out. Okay. So, what makes you really have to think about this is these definitions got a name for a reason so like they had to have happened i don't know i think somebody was just it's they kinda, might have been fantasizing like about it it's almost like stupid state laws <laughs> so are we ready for my word of the day yes well why don't you give it to me and i'll try to guess it okay okay so urban dictionary word of the day presented by emily <laughs> carpet surfing and it's not sexual. Okay. Carpet surfing. Oh. I don't even know where to begin on that. <laughs> Especially if it's not sexual. Like, yeah. You just have to give me that one. The act of someone surfing the carpet looking for bits of crack cocaine dropped on the floor <laughs> after a rough night. Okay. <laughs> looking yeah. for leftovers. Uh, I get that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I think on that note, yeah, on that note, that is a good place to end the episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in for another show. Uh, if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you're finding your podcasts. For updates on our latest episodes, follow us on Facebook at Micah Jiggers Podcast or follow the link in the show notes. And please be sure to say hi and let us know what you want to hear because we like hearing from you guys. All right. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.